Joining us now, Senior Editor for Equipment Down with the Golf Digest, Mr. Mike Stachura. Mike, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Mike. Doing great. How are you guys? Good, man. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, I, I've been looking forward to this segment. Um, the first question I have for you, Mike, is, you know, um, a, a few years ago, um, I was kind of in between jobs, and so I was working at a golf shop um, where it seemed like one of the manufacturers was, was coming out with a driver every six months. And I just don't understand how there can be that much difference in one driver six months later. Like this new one is going to make the ball go much further. I mean, I to me that was more about making money than it was really trying to help the golfer. You have vast experience uh, in in equipment, obviously, since you've been doing this for over a quarter of a century. What the first thing? When is a good time to even look or buy clubs, or is there is there a good time of year that that can happen, Mike? Well, I mean, it's, it's a great question, and, and, you know, the easy answer for why companies continue to uh, bring out a new product and say this is the best ever is because they know that not everybody is buy, looking to buy a new driver every six months. Of course, right. But some people are, right? And, <laughs> Which and, I think and is insane. Some people are looking to buy a new driver every six months, right. but this, just the product cycle and the rotation through clubs I bought my driver five years ago. It's time for me to buy a new driver. My buddy bought his driver four years ago. It's not time for him to buy a new driver. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's that aspect of it. I would say this, though, when you're, when you're thinking about buying new clubs, I would say like a, a long winter and then rushing to buy a new club right away, probably not the best sort of scenario okay. because I'm a huge believer in the value of fitting. And I think you want to go into the fitting process with some type of swing that you've at least been working on for, you know, two or three weeks Good so that, point. you know, whatever rust you have is gone. But aside from that, uh, if you're if you're playing golf and, and you've been playing golf for a few weeks, it's, it's a seriously good time to look at, at your clubs. And the other thing that, to think about in all of this, you know, the, the frequency of product introductions and all this other stuff, with the technology today of the launch monitor, there really is no doubt in terms of whether your club that you have or the club that you want is better. The, the numbers clearly say, okay, here's what your current product is doing. Here's what this new product can do. Okay. Then it's really just a matter of do you want to whip the credit card out or, or not. Well, and, and that kind of leads me into the, the next question I was going to ask you is, um, you know, you've tested. Uh, I think during the pandemic, you, pandemic, you've you've tested over three hundred clubs. Is that right? Uh, we had two hundred seventy uh, entrants, and one hundred thirty-seven made the list. And and obviously, it's it's a uh, player-driven process. Sure. We have uh, four criteria: uh, performance is forty-five percent of the score, look, sound, and feel is twenty percent of the score. So that basically two-thirds is what happens when golfers use these products. And I think, you know, what we're looking for when we have players involved in this process, and let's not forget we also have a a panel of uh, uh, some of the top PhDs uh, with experience in in golf equipment technology. Uh, We have a former senior technical director of the USGA. So we have people who know what matters. And Mm -hmm. then we have a panel of retailers who, who know what resonates in the marketplace. But we're looking for products that sort of stand above kind of, average okay so all everything that that 
make this list. It seems like a lot, 137 products. These products are exceptional. They are resonating with a broad swath of golfers, not just good players, not just uh, mediocre players. It, it's every every point. It's it's hitting uh, a, a, a person's perception of what. Yeah, this is a club that I would think about buying. Okay, uh, that that poses this question for me. I'm the odd duck who is still hitting a 2008 Ping G10 driver, and I still kill it. Um, I have not been in the market. <laughs> I don't even look at drivers, really. Uh, I know I could probably gain some distance because of the lightness of the shaft and, and, and all that kind of and the, and the and the head is bigger and all that kind of stuff. But I, for me, and I know that I'm rare, uh, I just, you know, I, I'm comfortable with what I'm hitting, and I'm going to stick with it. Now, that's not to say, I mean, I've got current irons. I've got current wedges. But the driver, and, and, and I'm putting with an 8802-style Wilson Tour Special putter, so my driver and my putter are years and years old. Heck, the putter's 30 years old. So, um, But I'm current on, like I said, irons and wedges. My question is this. How different, if you take the top five or six manufacturers, is there that big of a difference in the irons? Uh, let's just talk about the irons for a second. I mean, if you're talking about TaylorMade, if you're talking about Ping, if you're talking any of them, how much difference really is there? Or is it just a matter of look and feel and, and that kind of thing, Mike? Well, I guess it depends on what you're saying about how, how much difference is there. I mean, there I mean, I'm talking about from a performance standpoint. Well, I mean... Are you saying is Company A's product always ten yards longer than the rest of the field? You know that's ludicrous. You can look at the, the USGA conforming ball list, and you know obviously every ball is is trying to push the limit, and they're sure. they're all pushing the USGA test uh, standard. So I mean, I think the differences that you're looking for are there are there products that are exceptional yeah those are the products that are on the hot list right. and, and and i think that's that's what we try to do is yeah. point people in that direction it is uh, uh do we think there are differences you know you can look at our star ratings and see the products that that did exceptionally well even within a group of exceptional products but we think every product whether it's gold on the hot list or silver on the hot list is worth your attention uh i think you know you talk to a qualified fitter and if somebody comes in the shop and says, you know, I don't really have a preference one way or the other, he's probably going to be able to find something that resonates with you mm -hmm. that's going to be a completely different set of irons than it would be for me. And, okay. and I think that's where we are today. That's why there are so many products that are, are truly meaningful is that golfers are different. And what resonates for one is not going to resonate for another. Sure. And I think – you know, you're a perfect example. If you're using a, a G10 driver and and you love it, in a way, you're always right. You know, there there is an individual aspect to what makes a club perform better. I will tell you that if you take 25 shots with your G10 and 25 shots with a perfectly fit brand new driver, the average performance of that brand new driver will be significantly better okay okay <clears throat> you know you talk about uh, you talked about fitting and, and and that kind of thing during the pandemic how, how has that changed i mean as far as you know the role of the fitters and, and and instruction and that kind of thing because covid's put a damper on everything 
Well, you would think. I Obviously, I'm in touch with a lot of fitters. I'm in touch with a lot of retailers. Obviously, the golf business since essentially May has exploded. It has, it's, yes. You know, been uh, arguably the best year in uh, certainly recent memory and probably close to 20-plus years in terms of retail sales. I think the, the fitting scenario in terms of how things are done, obviously it, there are a lot of safety pro- protocols and health protocols. But, you know, in, in the middle of the season this year, if you were trying to get uh, a fitting booked, you were talking about three weeks in advance mm. to make a reservation yeah. in a lot of places. Wow. So I, I think the the adjustments that people have been able to make to get fitting done properly – uh, it was almost instantaneous, mm. and people were lined up, ready to get the new stuff in whatever way they could. So I, I think it, it it obviously put a chilling effect uh, when everything was shut down. But the minute stuff opened up, it was exceptional. Yeah, we're talking with Mike Statura of Golf Digest about the Golf Digest Hot List, Mike. Curious what some of your favorite items from that hot list are, and also tell us about that new interactive build-your-own-bag feature I'm having fun playing with on the website right now. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the, the build-your-own-bag. I think you know, what we tried to do is we know that there are a lot of products on the hot list, uh, and it can be a little bit like uh, showing up at the smorgasbord and not having a big enough plate uh, and, and picking the wrong thing. And, and so what we tried to do with Build Your Own Bag was uh, separate each club category, drivers, fairway woods, all the way down to the putters, uh, in a simple three-question sort of winnowing down of the field to get you to a manageable number of products that we think are relevant uh, for the demands of your game. You know, I, I think, obviously, I, I don't want to say that uh, – uh, these 137 products on the hot list are like my children. They're not quite that uh, <laughs> uh, manageable. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I do applaud uh, things like we've never seen before, you know, whether it's something like this, the Cleveland RTX Zipcore wedge, which, you know, has this internal resin polymer that displaces the metal. And, and it's just not something that – you would see, and yet it looks like perhaps the most traditional-looking wedge you would have ever seen, ever imagined. Uh, so th- this this unseen massive amount of technology, whether it's uh, uh, the fact that uh, tailor-made Sim 2 drivers are essentially just a, a titanium face, and the rest of the body, rest of the club is is carbon composite with an aluminum ring, and and the amount of AI and Callaway's Epic drivers is is staggering, you know, from the face to the the internal structure that stiffens the the frame of the club so that the, there's more flexing in the face and and just uh, uh, you know you're seeing that with Shrixon drivers, you're seeing with Wilson drivers that that uh, are using more AI than than we've uh, seen pop you know imagined before, and and I think uh, you know even something is sort of simplistic as putters you know i'm a big believer in in uh, fitting and and new ideas and, and you see putters like sick with the descending loft technology and even roll with the groove face and and, and really a, a face that's 
designed to work the ball back to the center line on off-center hits. I, I think there's just this uh, immense uh, capacity to mitigate our worst uh, performance levels. And, and I, I do think, like I said, it can be confusing when you see that many products and we think the build-your-own-bag feature is a, is a way to, to make it uh, manageable. And like you said, you've been playing around with it. It's, it's kind of fun. You change the answers you, uh, to the questions. You change the clubs that, are, that might be right for you. Well, Mike, um, you've now convinced me to go out and spend $750 on a new driver and a new putter because I'm missing the boat, obviously. But but the comfort level I have is, is what it is. And, you know, that's uh, – but, no, I understand. Uh, I understand the technology and, and all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, um, you know, do you see – if COVID kind of hangs around, do you see uh, the same kind of participation in golf that we had last spring and summer? Well, I think that's the big question. Yeah. Obviously, this year, in terms of participation, was the best uh, since, I think, uh, Tiger Woods' uh, second year as a pro. Yeah. So it's, it's been a dramatic improvement in, in participation. I think that's the, the you know, million-dollar question. Are, are we going to retain the golfers that we, we uh, kind of came to the game last year? Uh, I, I think as long as uh, people are working from home when they can, there's a lot more free time than they used to have. Yep. They're not commuting. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when more activities are open up to kids uh, and parents have to run around and a lot of that stuff, as opposed to taking the family to the golf course, you know, it's an interesting question. But I, I think that, there, there's a lot of opportunity for the game to stick with people that, uh, that haven't had the uh, experience with the game before, and, and the game is more welcoming than ever. So I, I think there's a real potential for uh, growth that we haven't seen uh, maybe ever in the history of the game. Wow. Growth is good for everybody. Mike, thank you so much for joining us again. Mike Statura, Senior Editor at Golf Digest. Head out to GolfDigest.com and check out the hot list and have some fun with that Build Your Own Bag feature. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, guys. It was fun.